Thank you for listening to this talk produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. Thanks.
getting closer to understanding Matthew's work is how she describes the feeling of being pregnant and the feeling of her daughter quitting. She describes this as the flicker of life. So it's another important thing to note about Mosley that she had four girls in a matter of five years by the age of 26 before she had those two children grow. But Mosley's impulse to describe this invisible or the unspoken has given her invention the very consistent pictorial language over the course of several decades. And that pictorial language is very personal, deeply personal, and often autobiographical. And that's certainly the case with this painting. She describes her work as visual essays. Again, that can be used in this day and age in a more powerful way. And like an essay, they do require us to spend time with them and to think about how one idea builds upon the next. Another point to make is that we may be in a moment where we're looking at Mosley's work and we're beginning to be confused with the work of Helen Mosley. She does not regard her style as either curious or cubist, but rather as a conservative and a realist, and that pictorial representation is a transcendent inner emotion, inner sense of being. To quote the artist again herself, she has said, I do not work from streams of consciousness or trains of thought. I'm looking at what I see as I see it. Mosley's art is also not an expressive work, and I picked a phrase of hers that was not expressive, and she knew it. She said, it's not passion, gesture, or impulsive. She said she prefers tiny containers of presence, methodical processes of sketching and drafting, planning and organizing, which reflects and works with other people's labors and is purposeful, considered, and committed. She's known for creating several ways of designing transforming works into artwork, often working with shadows and sunlight and colour. It's a process through which an initial idea or project has the chance to evolve, to grow and in some cases to change its appearance and design. There are very distinct phases in Mosley's work. Um, she has been very consistent and uniform over the course of her artistical language. She has shifted over time, as you would imagine with a very successful painting. Her earlier works are mostly surrealist and often associated with physical objects, two-dimensional things. But over time, her works have become very close to expression, close but certainly elusive to capturing the reality. So as I said, she continues to make work. And her most recent work, Lucilia, is often rendered in copper, leaves, and letters and often lines, numbers, shapes and letters trace her experiences and feelings. Increasingly, these forms have become fragmented and they seem to float almost in undefined, ambiguous pictorial space like constellations on a night sky or musical notes on a page. It might be also worth mentioning here that Mosley was interested in music as a child. She was interested in art and music at the same time. And in fact, at the age of 13, she studied music at the same time that she studied painting. Her parents were not particularly fond of her pursuit of a career in art, but she followed it nevertheless. And she has mentioned on multiple occasions the continued influence of music 
the child to talk about what has to be said. So while her practice has evolved over time, Moxley has been consistently interested in the domestic drama and has often called her paintings references to very familiar objects that place them in these very unfamiliar spaces. Reading lamps, ladders, disembodied hands and baskets are often on her books of reoccurring characters. And in her kind of essay that she refers to them, they always seem to take on new ways of engaging her imagination. In an interview, I found her once describe her work as being at once a hand, a face, a crowd, and a landscape. She said it's saying one thing but meaning another. And I think it's that other that she's misunderstanding when she's trying the words to work. My final point to make before I do speak to the Wanderer is that the title that Moxley gives her paintings is really an important clue and it helps us again to get into the work of art. Her titles stimulate our thoughts and feelings and suggest new interpretations of what's familiar to us. The artist has explained, my titles are composed to last and are intended as orientation to the work, hoping to remind viewers away from literal painting into painting work. It's been said many times that her titles can lose that wider quality when that's not her intention. But I thought with that in mind, I might just read a few of her recent titles to give you a sense of what I'm referring to. So one title is Looking Down, Looking Up At, Looking Into, Recurring Moon, The Half Moon, and The Full Moon, The Rest of the Stars. That's one title. Another was Moon Heaven and Myself, Our Minds Thinking Worlds, The Open Eye That Sees the Mind. So again, for me, these titles are certainly not poetry in that they tell us that nothing is fixed and we need to stay open to it. And again, that's the case here in making that position of meditation that is so in Moxley's work, it feels to place this familiar form in that unfamiliar space a bit. Within this theme, everyday objects, including a chair, wardrobe, rug, door, and mirror, become symbols of personal relationships. They also become, in very physical ways, I think, a conceptual and political way of images of persons and beings. The artist thinking on the throne, and she says that it's about ancestors. It was conceived as being divided into two halves. So on the right, her mother represents her father. On the left, her Victorian wardrobe, inherited from her maternal grandparents, is positioned within the space of acceptance. And I think the themes of authority and acceptance and conflict repeat in her work over the course of seven decades. And she has noted that it's how you survive with or without other people's approval or permission that has really fascinated her over the years. But of course, when Moxley is giving us a window into her work, there are always multiple ideas and narratives to explore within her work of art. And her title for Maverick is really just a starting point for the work that is coming. So what is art? feel that the first invited 
open door occupying the foreground to the right. The Spritzer handle seems to contain and retain the drawn incident light. Indeed, shadows play a most important symbolic role within many of Mozart's works, but I have read someone's interpretation of that as being uh, a kind of word of warning that the shadow is not always intended to reflect the central theme. In this space, there are no clear defined boundaries or certainly no four walls. The architecture seems to shift in scale as the eye moves around the composition. My eye is guided from the door towards the seated figure. Unlike the composition itself, the figure is divided almost into two halves directly into the center by that shadow cast on the walls. Thanks. She sits comfortably with her legs crossed on her hands on her lap and you can begin to see from that how her shoulders are now at rest and beyond the chair, giving us a sense of mobility for her body. We know that Mozart actually her mother sat for this work. Her mother could hear her recite from her reluctantly at Frankfurt and her attention to her mother's needs about this house and sat for this picture which is quite unusual for an actually classical painter to actually sit for her and John Frankfurt says how jealous he was that he had to have this model for him who seemed to set him on a business path. Mozart has described her mother as of her time with her own rules and laws and certain breathing rules as, as I said her mother had an opinion about mostly being an artist and she also was at first quite reluctant or hesitant about mostly marrying her mother because her mother was I think that was a relationship that she didn't embrace initially but of course over time that that changed so from this figure my eye goes towards this Understood as anything 
actually at the beginning of this talk that this work was created as a really pivotal moment of transition in artist life and work. I was born into that and just lived with that fear first. Like many others, and in particular women's artists, Morrissey's artistic impulses have been shaped by life experiences and encounters. She graduated from the National Art School in London in 
Beatles have written about this series by then. In the early 1960s, the reality of the Holocaust was felt here in Melbourne. It was past understanding or imagination. John felt compelled to comment because it was happening, because it, it had happened in our time and therefore must be part of what it is to be human in this time of grieving. But of course, rather than responding in anguish, impassioned ways, Brass was enjoyed a constraint here in Melbourne called First Light and Other Goods, which Peter Monteverdi considered responsibility. And he's using motifs of the ascending steps and the shadowy figure, which stands near a kind of luminous cloud-like form at the very top of the stairwell. And of course, this is a silent suggestion pointing towards the tragic fate of the other Jewish people. The list was, in fact, the second work that Brass made in response to this theme. The final work, titled The Bird Lady, was created in 1958. It was with an idea that he beheld his hymn to the Queen about four years ago. But not all of the works we recognise are associated with this theme. And for Brass, he considered this to be a great favour and the probably cause of death for the British Labour Party. And I thought, you know, Vegas, this may be one of the greatest differences between Melbourne and Brass art. Is that Melbourne seems to be quite open to the Jewish interpretation of her work and less attached to the conventional view. I also think it's interesting to note that Brass's work shifted over time and Melbourne herself has said that it took until the 1970s for Brass to really change tack. She turned her back on international trends and proceeded directly into interior narrative. This entailed a shift from 